You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We are back again. And thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys are all safe at home and with your family, your loved ones, or whoever else you want to be with. And, you know, just playing it, you know, close to the chest right now. And, you know, it's a weird time. It's a weird area. So you're listening to a weird podcast. So it's perfect. You know, how much better can it be? It's pretty darn awesome when you think about stuff like that. And we are going to be talking all about what's going on in the DC universe right now. And just not the comics. We're also going to be looking at the TV world, the Arrowverse. But we're also going to be looking at the DCU and seeing what kind of future it has going right now. And, you know, what can we expect and the status of it and, you know, some projects that are going on. And, you know, there's been a lot of upheaval with you know, folks leaving the company, other people coming and, you know, a lot of stuff going on like with 5G and we're going to be touching on all that tonight. It should be really interesting to do. So we got a great crew, but of course the greatest crew member, the weirdest crew member, since we're going on the weird theme tonight, let's welcome Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. How are you, my friend? I am peachy keen. No coughs or aches or weird feelings? Well, apart from the usual, no. Okay, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. I'm glad that, you know, everyone is here and we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. We actually picked to talk about the weirdness at DC Comics and stuff before even the whole stuff was going on with the coronavirus and stuff. And we'll talk about that in a second. But we have, you know, just a lot of different things we got to get out there so we want to say hello to everybody at home and we want to hear from you guys please let us know how you guys are doing we'd love to hear from you please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com we definitely want to hear how you guys are how everyone's surviving what you guys are doing you know are you guys binge watching stuff at home are you guys catching up on reading are you playing tons of video games you know stuff like that we definitely would love to hear from you guys it's always good to have new people here, and it's also great to have the veterans alike. And, you know, if you do get a chance, you know, we are available on most media players, and obviously you're listening to this one, so you have to be listening to one of them. And please take a second, leave feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys, hear what you guys have to say. Or, you know, if you want, please rate us five stars. That would be amazing if you could do that for us. We would appreciate it. It helps people find us more, almost as much as word of mouth. But, you know, definitely would love to hear from you guys. Also, while you're at it, if you want to help support the ESO network, we have a great uh, Patreon. And with, you know, the Patreon, all you have to do is go sign up at patreon.com slash ESO network. And for as little as 25 cents a week, you can help support the ESO network. And we have four different levels of support up there. We have a great bunch of people. And as a little bit of a bonus, you also get some swag as an ESO patron, or you also get our show early. That's right, 48 hours before the rest of the world. Here's our show. You'll be getting it also. So, you know, it's just like a little bit of bonus saying thank you from us here at the ESO Network, and especially Mike and I with Earth Station One. 
we want to thank our patrons for helping us out and everything. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO network. All right, let's get the show started with this week's rants and raves. And I think it's only proper to talk, especially how much it's escalated in this last week, talk about the coronavirus and everything about we're not experts. Folks, do not take us as experts for this. And we are going to just talk about experiences we're seeing and what people are experiencing, especially here in the Atlanta, Georgia area, um, how it's it's affecting the podcast, how it's affecting Mike and I personally. We'll just talk about a little bit about that, if that's cool. And, you know, take a few minutes. We're not going to preach. We're not going to tell you guys, oh, you have to do this, have to do that. That's not our role here. That is definitely not our role. It was interesting because, you know, all the cons that we had scheduled for the next month or so have been thrown out the window, right out, um, canceled. We were supposed to be this weekend at uh, Toylanta. We just had Martin on our show about a week and a half ago. And we, he was all readied for the con at a brand new hotel. And sadly enough, he had to cancel because of what's been going on with this disease. And it's just, it's just amazing. I don't think I've ever witnessed anything like this, not even 9-11. You know, that was just all sudden and it came back fairly quickly. But I think this is going to be a long time for us. What do you think, Mikey? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We're in uncharted territory here. Um, You know, I think first and foremost, we just want to make sure that uh, uh, everybody out there is uh, playing it safe. Um, And we hope everybody out there, all our listeners and everybody out there uh, stays as safe as possible. Um, This uh, coronavirus, uh, also, uh, I think, more specifically known as uh, COVID-19, is uh, no joke. Um, uh, the reports that I've read from people who have, um, acquired it is, uh, not fun. So, and then we're starting to see, you know, it's interesting. We're starting to see some name names, right. Uh, acquire this, uh, disease with, uh, Tom Hanks and his wife down in Australia. Idris Elba, uh, some other actors, some sports figures as well. Exactly. I just heard that a coach in Spain for one of their soccer clubs has passed away from the disease and he was only 21. Oh goodness. Yeah. That was just, that just came out this afternoon and it's just, it's just, it's going to, it's going to hit everybody some way or another. And that's the thing that kind of worries me and such, even, you know, to go pull back the curtain a little bit um, last week, right after we recorded the show the next day judy took ill and we had to go to the hospital um to you know because she was throwing up she was just not being well and when we went to the hospital before they would even check us in at the emergency room they had to do a corona screening for both of us not just judy but for both of us and it was it was an eye-opener you know, just having to go through something like that. I, I've never been through that. It's always been, you know, as soon as you check in at the emergency room, they put you into triage and then take you right back. They had to do like two extra steps for us to even talk to a person. And it's just amazing. And everyone who ha- who came into the hospital after they got checked in, you know, to check, they had to wear a wristband to show that they had. They wouldn't let anybody 
you know, they had security in the front. They wouldn't let anybody who doesn't, didn't have the wristband on, even kids, you know, stay in the, the waiting room for the emergency and such. It's, it was just that, you know, that they're being that, trying to be that safe. And that was a week ago, folks. This is now a lot more has changed. Businesses are closing. Schools are closing. Universities are closing. You know, my regular job, I don't have to be in the office now for right now at least two weeks. They've closed the office 100%. And they have the whole company working telecommuting for, you know, pretty much at least till the end of March at the earliest. So thank goodness we're able to, I work for a job that I can do that. I know a lot of people aren't that fortunate, especially hourly workers and, you know, people who, you know, are service industry or companies that just aren't prepared for that kind of, you know, technology and such. They have to be in the office or they have to be around other people. That's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that. I know that, um, I just read something that the Regal movie chain has announced that they're closing at least till the end of the month. And it's just, it's, I don't even know what to say with that. Yeah. I mean, everybody's sort of adapting in their own ways. I mean, all the, um, obviously uh, any event that is going to be featured or house more than, 200 100 people or whatever um is off the table for the next uh few weeks uh, if not months uh almost all the major all the major sports uh have uh postponed or just stopped their seasons um the WWE has said that uh WrestleMania which is one of the biggest events i mean period um is 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 going to happen but it's going to be in a in a uh, performance center studio setting without a without an audience, um, you know, uh, movie theaters, uh, sort of uh, you know venues for seeing uh, plays, et cetera, et cetera, and everybody's sort of trying to figure out, okay, uh, how do we adapt to this? Because you know, meanwhile, like all a lot of people still need to make a living, so um, so you know some of the some of the, um, I do know that some of the um, artists and uh, uh, ballet companies, opera, whatever, are streaming. Uh, they're going to be streaming their performances. Uh, a lot of uh, studios have said that they are uh, going to allow streaming of the, the things that are in theaters right now. People will be able to see via streaming services as well. Um, so they're trying to account for that. Certainly, um, you know, I know this is not a time where everybody wants to just sort of frivolously spend money, but uh, if you can, also think about there's a lot of artists and people who make their living on the on the convention circuit, uh, doing um, the musician thing, you know, from from place to place, uh, and they're not going to have that outlet. Uh, so, um, you know, you can throw some support their way by going online and purchasing, you know, CDs, merchandise art prints, uh, books, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, like I said, um, and certainly, you know, if you have time, it, since we're all going to be, you know, sort of what's the uh, new term, social um, social distancing, right? That's a term that's come out in the last uh, week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're all, uh, you know, we're all maintaining the social distance uh, from one another. So, um, you know, um, and I've heard that a lot of people are going to try to, 
you know, do panels, do things, do presentations from home. Uh, we live in a great, you know, time where we can, where that's an option now, where we can stream uh, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of stuff. A band I like called the Dropkick Murphys is doing, yep, they are doing on St. Patrick's Day, they are doing a a concert streamed from Boston just they're going to be playing, you know, in a room, you know, not in front of an audience or anything, but they're, since they can't play, you know, their regular concert for St. Patrick's day, which has been a tradition for, for them. And it's just, it's great to see that they want to do that for their audience and everything. So it's, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, a lot of bands are going to be doing that. Like Mike had said, a lot of bands, a lot of artists, a lot of, you know, symphonies. I know the Metropolitan Opera is going to be streaming, all their shows so people can watch it. So, and like Mike said, it is a great time to, at least we have the technology to be able to do stuff like that also, which is pretty awesome. The one weird thing was this last week, uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, uh, the NPR show was here in Atlanta at the Fox Theater. They performed at the Fox Theater, but they canceled the audience. They refunded everybody's money. So if you listen to the show, which is up on their podcast feed right now, it's the uh, newest episode has Big Boy from Outcast as their guest. And they are literally on stage at the Fox Theater, but there's no audience. And so you don't get the people laughing to any of the jokes. You don't get any of the interaction and stuff that you usually get for the weird show. And that's going to be for a little bit the new norm. And it's kind of weird. It is weird. I watched um, uh, WWE SmackDown was held at the Performance Center without any audience on uh, on, on Friday. It was live. And uh, tonight, as we're recording this, Raw is doing the same thing. And I imagine that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future. Even WrestleMania is going to be that way. And uh, watching SmackDown, it was very strange. Uh, you know, um, uh, th- these are performers that feed everything they do is they feed off the crowd um they do in order to get a crowd response and uh without a crowd there you know they're going through the motions but um and they're doing you know they're doing what they do it's just a very very strange feeling i'm sure they felt we were doing it and uh it was odd to watch but it's a you know we're all adapting you know and that's the that's the thing that's the beautiful about it i mean those people who are having a difficult time adapting they're the ones that are it's going to be a challenge for so um that's you just kind of have to like roll with it and and we're going to make it out of this uh that's not uh you know that's um i think that's something that uh we all need to sort of uh maintain hope and and exercise caution um but like for all uh, you know don't uh don't uh, forget about common sense, really. <laughs> I know. Well, exactly. I know sometimes it's not all that common, but. <laughs> well, exactly. And you just don't, you know, just don't lose your head about it. And there are plenty of people who have lost their head about it. I went to, I think it was BJ's today, which is one of the big warehouse grocery store type places. And it, they were so stripped out of vegetables, of you know, fresh produce of fruit and uh, a lot of like milk and, you know, of course, hand sanitizer and toilet paper and such. And it wasn't overly crowded. It was just stripped. And 
uh, just talking to one of the cashiers and she was just telling me, she said Friday and Thursday and Friday actually was the lines were all the way to the back of the store, literally. And this is a huge warehouse folks. And it was just amazing how packed these places were. Now she said, it's just a steady stream of people coming through and they're just trying to keep up with trying to restock, um, you know, and they've, so they've, re- a lot of these stores have reduced their hours. Um, here in the Southeast, we have Publix and they've announced that they're closing at 8 p.m. Trader Joe's is now closing at 7 p.m. so that they have more time to stock up and clean and scrub the places. It's just, it's just amazing to see. And just, you know, the best way you could do it, folks, is just make sure you're, you know, cleaning your hands all the time and just you know wash them off or use hand sanitizer if you touch a shopping basket if you're out anywhere you know just use like a wipe on it or something you know just be smart and don't make your own hand sanitizer some place in virginia just got busted because they were selling their own hand sanitizer and they analyzed it it was dr pepper and cheese whiz come on folks you know, that's just completely ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, don't, you know, don't go crazy with it. So, you know, just be safe. You know, we want you guys around as much as you guys want me around. Well, let me rephrase that. We want you guys around. <laughs> so, you know, we just want, you know, you guys to be safe, to be healthy, and we'll make it through this, you know, eventually. And we'll get back to whatever the new normal is after that. So, because, you know, we've had to redo our schedule quite a bit with all these movies changing. So just, you know, keep on track. Um, you know, we we are putting our schedule out there now. It's up on the Earth Station One website now. Uh, we have a tab for upcoming schedule and we've had to do some massive changes around with Mulan being put off. The new James Bond movie has been put off. I'm going to be very curious to see if Black Widow is actually going to be put off also. So it should be interesting to see what happens. So and and one thing that's definitely you know that's definitely a factor is that uh, there's not for the foreseeable future going to be uh, an ESO Network Con report because uh, there will be no events. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know even the, even the last one that uh, was a couple of holdouts that we had uh, just today sort of uh, you know announced that uh, they're postponing. Most of them have been are postponing or looking for new dates. So. Uh, everybody's hopeful that uh, this will have a handle on this uh, pretty soon. And so let's keep that hope going and, uh, and just, um, you know, in, in, enjoy the time with your family, enjoy the time off, I guess, for a little while. I know it's not easy for some of us and Lord knows, I mean, like I, I you know, uh, as Mike said, uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit, um, uh, I recently got uh, released from my my employment, um, and this is not a great time to be looking for a new job. But uh, uh, we're just uh, I'm hopeful that things are that, that things are still going to work out. Exactly. We, you know, the best of thoughts with everybody, especially you, Mike. You know, we always want the best for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's for the best, and hopefully, you know we could pull through this You know, Judy's almost in the same boat as you are with looking for something, you know, full-time job. So it's just not a great time. This just, this popped up really, it, we heard about it, but it was always 
over there. It was across the ocean. Guess what, folks? It's here. And I'm not trying to sound like, you know, poltergeist. They're here or something. It's just, it's here, folks. And we've just got to deal with it and we've got to make it past it. So it'll be interesting. You know, we're going to have a lot of free time. So, you know, write us, please. Earthstation1 at esonetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. We're going to be talking all about DC Comics. Hi, this is Ashley Pauls, and normally I do a weekly segment for the ESO podcast called Box Office Buzz, where I talk about the new movies coming out in theaters over the weekend. And as I'm sure you're probably already very well aware, due to ongoing concerns about the coronavirus, quite a few movies have either postponed or canceled their release dates. And so we don't really necessarily have movies to talk about that are coming to the theaters, but I wanted to continue the segment and focus more on streaming or things that you can get and watch at home that are coming out new. So one of the big news items that we have is that Disney released Frozen 2 on Disney Plus a little earlier than expected. And I think that's a really nice gesture, especially as kids are going to be staying home from school. Families are going to be looking for stuff to do. So I think that was really great of them. Now, Frozen isn't my most favorite Disney movie per se, but now that it is on Disney Plus, I may check it out. So if you're looking for something fun to watch with the family, that is now available for streaming on Disney Plus. And speaking of early digital releases, The Rise of Skywalker actually dropped early for digital purpose as well. So I've already seen people downloading it. Now I'm in a tricky spot because I've already pre-ordered the Blu-ray and I definitely still want to keep that. But spending more time at home than I was planning on the next couple weeks. I'm wondering if I will cave and buy the digital edition as well. You can place your bets now on how long I'll last before I cave and buy this movie. But anyway... That one is available to watch digitally as well if you missed it in the theaters or looking forward to catching it uh, again at home. And then also available on DVD this week, we have Jumanji The Next Level. This one was a lot of fun. I thought it wasn't quite as good as the first reboot movie, which really caught me by surprise. I really loved it. Um, the sequel to the sequel isn't necessarily quite as good, but it's still a lot of fun. And again, if you're stuck at home, you need some cheering up. This is a fun one to watch with the family. And over on the ESO podcast website, I'm planning to continue my Better Late Than Never blog series where I'm watching some classic westerns and newer westerns as well. I'm going to, of course, be focusing on ones that I can find on streaming since my local library is closed for the time being. So hang in there, everybody. There's still lots of great geek things to bring us joy. And I'd love to hear from all of you what you're going to be streaming or what content you're going to be diving into during this time. Claire here with a special announcement. Contrary to popular belief, I didn't cancel Dr. Geek's laboratory. It fell into development purgatory thanks to MacGuffinite crystals or some such science from fiction nonsense. I've put an end to that. I locked all the staff inside the laboratory for the duration of the crisis. Now they can create 24-7 without petty distractions like home lives or free will. Look for new Dr. Geek episodes coming soon. The gay dynamics last up against the wall when the robots rise.
We are back, and now we are here to talk all about the DC Universe and what is happening, what's not happening, and what are we afraid of happening. We have a great crew <laughs> to talk all about it. Take it away, Mr. Mike. My goodness. that's uh, I don't know how we're going to cover all that in uh, an hour, but uh, we'll do our best um, to uh, talk about stuff. And, you know, we couldn't have uh, a DC... We couldn't talk about DC without having... Uh, Drew from uh, Earth Station DCU just walk over from uh, his uh, his compartment here on the station, uh, and I'm glad that you were available, Drew. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. I always love talking about DC, and I appreciate you guys appreciate you guys uh, keeping it down a little bit with the geek seat. It's been kind of loud over there for the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, we just got that recranked up. So. Uh, so we appreciate it. Um, and we also have with us uh, Darren. Uh, you might know him mostly for Dragon Con and other stuff that he talks about here. But, um, of course, uh, you guys uh, also know that he does. he's very invested in all things Legion. It's true. I am very Legion-oriented in my life. And that's one good thing, right, I guess. Uh, can we put that <laughs> out there, uh, that the Legion is back? The uh, Legion is back. Yeah, okay, finally. So we could start off on a good note, right? Yeah. Yes, I'm that's, very... That's a great note. I'm very curious <laughs> what your thoughts are on um, Legion. Oh, uh, how long do you have? <laughs> well, I of mean, course, we know you have your own separate podcast for that. Yeah, but, I do. Legion Substitute Podcasters.com. Plug, but plug, plug, um, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Has the introduction or reintroduction of the Legion into uh, DC Comics, has that been uh, to your liking? I think it's been fine so far. I think uh, I'm, I'm enjoying what I've seen so far. Of course, I've also taken a vacation from comics for a couple of years now, um, just because it, it got to the point with DC that I didn't recognize my heroes anymore. I felt like they were kind of rudderless with everyone trying to be Batman and everyone trying to out Batman, Batman, and not everybody can be Batman. Stop it. Um, I had to take a break. And so I uh, came back to this title because I'm in a podcast that runs it. Plus I love the characters and I'm loving what Bendis is doing. And I have no ill will or favoritism towards him. This is actually the first run I'm actually reading of his with any deep intent. So right now, everything's fine i don't know where the first arc is going but i've seen solicits saying well the first arc is over so i'm like oh, when's it gonna end so because I, I don't really see an ending point or a really defined villain and i'm curious about that and that's fine it can be one of those ongoing babylon 5 scenarios that works um but yeah it's too early to tell fully but i'm enjoying the book I whole. haven't uh, actually read it myself, um, so I, I don't know. I do know that Bendis' style is such that, uh, yeah, that they, they kind of it, long term uh, is what you should be looking at rather than short story, short arcs and short stories. Like he definitely plays a long game with characters and and arcs and stories and reveals and that kind of thing. And that's so, fine. I enjoy that. I never even knew that he was such a Legion fan before he even came to DC. Does it, does it, does it show? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it does. I think it does. I mean, uh, Ryan Sook's art is amazing. I don't want to give him short shrift here. He's, he's done an amazing job redesigning the characters. They have different looks. The big thing that has given me pause about the Legion coming back is 
there's definitely a camp that does not like Bendis's work, and sure, that's fine. But then you have the the camp of fans who are against the characters changing whatsoever. And in my mind, if the characters were still good in their old forms, the book would still be going on. People would still be buying it and they would not have needed to cancel it or revamp it or whatever you want to call it. Now, the big change that's happened in this era is a lot of the characters looks have changed, including skin types have changed and people are very itchy to for lack of a better word that's crazy about dude. that i'm shocked what do you what? mean are you are you shocked are you I shocked um i i am just like this was never part of their characters that they were caucasian this is just a, a book from the 1950s that moved forward in an era where we never saw any other characters in comics but white people um <laughs> you know and we're not going to talk, talk about, about tyrock let's yeah. not talk about tyrock um but this is where we are is like we're still battling this today yeah this this is this is the level of criticism against the book oh oh oh, okay sure fine hashtag you're racist there you go (laughs) um so uh, (laughs) now on the comic front i think it's fair to say because i know mike you have stepped away from reading anything monthly uh and uh and, 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 and Darren, you just said that uh, you're kind of in the same boat. Um, I am hanging on a bit. Um, I've switched ma- mainly to trades. Uh, as, as anybody can uh, tell from the video feed that we've got here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Don't sneeze but, too loudly in that room. You're going to have a... <laughs> but, uh, but I still uh, get... Um, uh, a, a few things I, did, I, did, I can't say monthly because I think DC puts stuff out it seems like every other week um, um, and those I think that's the that's the only company that I'm doing that with because I'm still getting Batman, Detective Comics, Wonder Woman Nightwing, uh, Catwoman uh, I'm still getting those uh, every other week now I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit behind on them because they, man, if you just sneeze, like all of a sudden you've missed four issues. Um, so, so I'm a bit behind on those. But of course, Drew, you are up to date on all things. Now, are you reading everything DC is putting out? You can't be. No, right? we don't read everything. We we have a <laughs> we have select titles we um, follow. So 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 in your estimation, um, because the, obviously one of the big things that has happened recently is that the um, is it was he the editor in chief or publisher? What was his title? That Dan's title was? He was oh great! Now you're Wasn't make... he co-publisher? Yeah, he was co-publisher, co-publisher? with um, Jim Lee. Okay, so the co-publisher Dan Didio, who's been with the company for about what fifteen years? I think it was ten. Twenty. Okay, it's been twenty. Twenty. Wow. So a... Yeah, he he tells the story at cons about how his first day at DC was also um, around or right at nine 11. Yeah. He was the co-pub. Yeah. He was the co-publisher of DC in 2010. Yeah. So that would be, yeah, a good 10 years. Um, and I, and I did some work before that too. So, um, so, okay. So they got DC got rid of him uh, pretty unceremoniously. Just like you woke yeah. up, we we woke, we woke up and there was an announcement. Dan was no longer with DC. Everyone at the con was like, "Can't talk about anything." Uh, we're flying back to LA now. 
Um, now, Dan, <laughs> Dan had Dan had a, a, a number of people who were uh, not his fans. Let's put it that way. And uh, so I, I, a lot of people thought that this was maybe a good move. Um, but as far as as far as the line of comics and the way that, you know, the stories and everything that's being told with DC right now on a monthly, on a regular basis, Drew, do you, have you seen any sort of, or you noticed or felt any sort of drop off? Do you thought, do you think this was warranted? Um, where, where, where do you, where have you seen DC comics kind of go in recent years? Okay. Well, for one thing, I'm not, I was not, not a big fan of Didio. So <laughs> I wasn't sad to see him go. But um, I I was out of comics during the whole New 52, so all that stuff I missed. I got back into it during Rebirth when Mike asked me to do the podcast. That's when I started reading comics again. So I've been guilty. Following- I'm guilty as charged. What can I say? <laughs> wow. We, we, we created a monster. So I I, had, I think I stopped collecting comics mid. 2000s i think so the fact that you kept on reading after new 52 is a credit to you sir because <laughs> uh new 52 was one of those initiatives that really uh, i think lost a lot of people oh very yeah. much so well dc literally got rid of its history with the new 52 that was the whole point well, of rebirth was to bring back the old history and do you feel that that was successful or for the most part, it, it took quite a long, it was a long journey. And I think one of the problems was Rebirth was kind of headed by Jeff Johns. And then he moved on to other things. And then basically we got Snyder's area with his heavy metal and his run on Justice League. And then Bendis came aboard. And it, it seems like DC's got several different things going on. You got Bendis doing things. You got Snyder doing things. They're supposed to be cohesive, but they're not exactly. So it's, and rumors of the 5G. I'm not exactly (laughs) sure what the heck's going on with 5G. (laughs) Okay. So when they said 5G in in some of the articles about Didio leaving, and then they reminded us all that, because I'm a fan of Warner Brothers being their parent company, but oh no, AT&T. Is Warner the Brothers parent yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, are you kidding me? They were going to put out a comic book about a faster about wireless yeah. internet. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and call it their big what crisis on the modem? What the hell are they doing? I, you know, I just rolled my eyes at that. I'm going okay, crisis of thirty three point three. What? Yeah, I, I go back and I think about when Didio really started taking the reins at DC when they were ramping up to Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. That whole right. era was excellent. That worked. They actually had a roadmap for these other books to feed into this one big event. And then they had the roadmap for what was going to happen afterwards. And then it seemed like after 52 wrapped up, there was no plan. Oh, we need to keep selling a weekly comic because it's selling and everybody likes it. So they rolled out with Countdown, which was horrible as a follow up because they didn't have a plan what the next year was going to be, except it was going to lead into Final Crisis, and that was a debacle. When Didio's chartering a flight to go over to Scotland to talk to Grant Morrison, you know things are not good. (laughs) And that was all over the internet back then. And we're like, oh, 
oh, this is a crisis going to be like Doom Patrol back in the 80s. Got it. And sure enough, it did. It read exactly like that. <laughs> well, the thing is, especially like after, you know, when they brought, you know, when they, you know, brought back Wally West and with the, from the new 52, it, they did the switch over and it's like, okay, they're going the right direction, but they didn't know what to do with it. You know, they yep. started planting the little seeds about the Watchmen and such. And then you had, what was it? The series called Doomsday Clock or something like that? Or Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock was a really good story, but it was, had tons of delays. Uh-huh. Yeah, if they would have like had it all written out and drawn out, and it would have come out monthly, it would have been yeah, keep, so keep much more interest. Exactly, yeah. people were lo- the art was beautiful, the story was great, and I liked how that they brought finally brought back the Legion in the story and the Justice Society, and that's what they were meaning to do is bringing back the history of the DC universe. Yeah, it was. They were going to use. It felt like they were going to use Doctor Manhattan as a way to sort of band aid all the continuity errors that were uh-huh. with with that happened in the last two or three reboots, right? Um, and that does seem like something that Dan was uh, in favor of. Was you know, oh, it's not working. Let's reboot the the, the whole line. Uh, it's not working. Two years later, let's reboot the whole line. And and I, I think, think that's and a I think with too. <laughs> yeah, and I think well, yeah. If you keep having to reboot stuff and start over, it's like maybe you're not the guy. Um, uh, I mean, we've seen like we're old enough now that we've all seen a lot of reboots uh, throughout this, and you and kind please, of expect I was 15 that during crisis, <laughs> right? You kind of expect that, but um, uh, and and from what I gather. Uh, the plan for this year was to introduce uh, across the line, a whole entire line of DC comics, uh, 5G. The 5G initiative was stood for fifth generation, which meant that uh, there had been four previous generations of heroes in DC, you know, history. And this was going to usher in a new Batman, a new Superman, a new everything, like everything was going to be new um and it was almost going to be like i don't know 10 or 20 years later from what quote unquote current continuity is and so i think a lot you know as you said like uh last year no 2018 warner brothers uh, time warner was acquired by at&t um in that time since then at&t warner media whatever that's called now has constantly been restructuring things uh, they've restructured Turner Broadcasting System with Cartoon Network and all that stuff. They've uh, restructured all their other departments too. And it was only a matter of time before they got to DC uh, and, and as a whole and said, okay, now this this needs to be. And, you know, for the top, one of the top guys to go, guess what? We're going to make all um, your IPs that people love. Uh, we're going to make those all rec- unrecognizable. <laughs> um that's not what a major company wants to hear so uh <laughs> i don't think that's that's you know very good so um especially since they're having they were having some issues with other parts of warner brothers dc media dc entertainment which is i mean we'll get to that too the film uh franchises as well as uh the television streaming service etc cetera, etc cetera. um so 
there's a lot uh, on the line as far as DC Comics goes, as far as these properties goes. And I think even though it doesn't make a lot of money, it all starts with the comics. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, if, you're, if your base product isn't, you know, selling, you have a problem. Yeah. You know, and when, when Batman is no longer the number one selling DC <laughs> comic, you have a problem. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. that's because it has been for what, the past 20, 25 years or so. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, I think it just got to, uh, there's a certain amount of fan fatigue with the constant rebooting that happened um, between um, Infinite Crisis, which was great, and then Final Crisis did something, no one knows what, because none of it stuck. And then we had the events after that, after Flashpoint, which that that taught Grim and Gritty what Grim and Gritty really was. And, you know, Metal, which I did, I picked up one issue of like, I don't know what this is. I have no clue. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it, it's it's a cover that reminds me of the 90s. But <laughs> beyond that, I'm like, I don't recognize the people inside of it. I don't recognize the characters. No, not at all. And the thing is, the only character i've recognized it's just because he's everywhere is the batman who laughs yeah that was that was a big character to come out of that i think exactly Um, and it's just it's but it's like you know these are not the characters and this is going to sound like get off my lawn these aren't the (laughs) the characters that i grew up with these aren't the characters i care about anymore and this is not something why would i pay my money to read this over in over and over again. And that's why I got out of buying the monthly issues and started just picking up trades of just different stories, just not the characters. But I will admit this, I have gone back and started picking up monthly again, uh, two DC titles. I am picking up Superman right now because it's Bendis Mm -hmm. and I'm also picking up Legion. I'm curious. What, what do you think of, Clark Kent revealing his identity to the world. Something I wasn't really thrilled about. Again. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. been done. I it's been done. Was, yeah, I wonder if that was one of those things that was going to be done and they were like, okay, well, 5G is coming anyway, so let's just do this because we can do it now. This is this happened uh years ago with Spider-Man. Um Spider-Man revealed his identity <laughs> to the world. Um, and then, you know, we didn't know it, but they knew that just, you know, less than six months later, they planned it on rebooting that series anyway with Brand New Day. So it it wasn't really going to matter. Oh, um, and, but they also revealed Clark Kent was Superman in the new 52. See, that was one of Cletus's big complaints when we when this <laughs> they first talked about this because he's like, they just done it. Me, I hadn't seen the story because I didn't read any of the new 52 stuff. So to me, this was a new concept, but for Cletus, he just, they just had that. So, I mean, we're, we're really at the point where obviously we've been reading comics for a long time. We're going to see repeated storylines. Yes. That's the way yes. it's going to be. Yes. But enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough. Enough of the big, like, trying to grab a headline with, we're going to kill Robin. And everyone goes, again? <laughs> you know, it. And, and I think they've tried to do that with that, uh, what, Heroes in Crisis, where they made Wally a serial killer or something, a massacre yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was obviously shock value, and he had never had that tendency before in his character, as far as I know. <laughs> I, 
He was you distraught know, about why? his family being lost when the new Fifty Two started over. It's like, well, oh. who wasn't? If you're gonna if you're gonna do that, do that right as the new Fifty Two has started. Put that in a flashbook. Don't make it a seven issue event comic to get rid of people who no one's been clamoring for to be in comics for years. It was the most yep. disappointing thing when I heard out that the killer ended up being Wally West. It was like, yep. what? The, uh, the, Just to uh, I what, think kill when, off the protector? Yeah. When the, the when recolored the, Robin? I mean, when the was. announcement that uh, Dan DiDio was uh, removed from office, I think the loudest cheers were from the fans of Wallywood and Dick Grayson yep. because for some reason Dan had it in for both of them. Um, oh, don't get me day started one. on the Rick Grayson stuff. Yeah, we're not. Oh, we're not no, going. We're no, not going to acknowledge no. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the so. Ricker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I so still now, want my Nightwing Midnighter special edition in the uh, Vertigo line. That's all I'm saying. So now DC Comics has <laughs> announced that uh, they are not replacing Dan. Uh, even though I'm available, I keep re- you know I keep announcing <laughs> that I'm available. DC, you, you don't um, want that much heat. You don't want that much heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the CEO, the CCO of uh, of DC is Jim Lee. Uh, he answers to Pam Lifford, who is the president of Warner Brothers Global Brands and Experiences. Um, and uh, I think under Jim, uh, I think there's an editor in chief. Is that correct? They actually have an editor in chief there. Wow. I think uh, I would. I would think there would have to be an editor in chief. Yeah, exactly. Of I'm, some I'm sort, not but sure don't who, ask me who because no clue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who that is. I mean, it used to be that you used to know, like who. I mean, you yeah. could just tell. I mean, I'm you know back in the day when when remember Jeanette Kahn was like. I mean, that was well, the she face. was the publisher. Yeah, but she was she was like the face behind it, you know, and True. and you could kind of take ownership of it. And Dan, for the most part, is that the thing about that? I like Jim a lot, right? Jim's cool, and I think we all, you know, Jim Lee is the cool guy, right? I mean, every, Dan got all the heat. Jim Lee was the cool guy, but unfortunately, it seems like Jim is the guy who is just out there being cool. Like I, you know, either he was doing things too that people didn't like and yet dan was getting the most of the blame for that or he wasn't doing anything like he was just I, like I hey think, i'm like i'm attracting I think jim's artists. art is keeping him there <laughs> yeah well, well, you remember, i mean it give everybody high collars too it was pretty awesome yeah everyone I mean, had a mandarin collar which is pretty <laughs> impressive i don't I, know how they worked that out but okay i think uh i you know when he ran wildstorm uh I, I don't think you know i mean that's what got him the gig for dc right that and yeah. you know and and but and and he does bring some creativity to the table and some uh name brand to the table but i don't know creatively as a as a line of comics that what he adds so i think yeah my concern is that i think drew you pointed it out i think dc needs to have a consistent vision someone at the head with a consistent vision across the line and if they want to do different stories that's fine through their black label or elseworlds or whatever that's great i mean tell more stories to allow creators to stretch but you still have to make sure that 
in the main line that the Batman that's in this, like, the Bat books is the, is the same Batman that they're reading in the Justice League that crosses over with Wonder Woman. It's the same Wonder Woman. It's a, you know, you have to make sure that there's a, a, co- a cohesion there, right? Right. Now, DC has been doing pr- pretty good job with some of their um, black label stuff. And, you know, stories like uh, Batman White Knight. Um, One of the best, yes. That's a high Tom King's sure. Mr. Miracle Run. Now they're doing mm-hmm. Strange Adventures. Um, you know, they're, they're putting out some good stuff good one-off stories and miniseries but their main their main lines they need some help (laughs) yeah apparently bob harris is the editor-in-chief currently bob harris okay just fyi yeah wasn't he at marvel for a while uh who hasn't been at marvel for a while well that's true but i I think don't hold that against him i think maybe (laughs) uh, 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 well i don't think he was at marvel at a good time at least as far as i'm concerned but um all right. So, in addition to the comics, we have DC Entertainment, of course, would oversees all of that. It oversees the comics. I think, obviously, for a lot of people, uh, it's the movies that are really the big attraction that DC has. And it's been no secret that DC has fumbled, <laughs> to put it to put it mildly, when it comes to when it comes to their DCEU. Um, although it does seem like in the last year or so, they've kind of turned a corner. Like it seems like, especially with Wonder Woman, with Shazam, even with, uh, Birds of Prey slash Harley Quinn, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it does seem like, and with the upcoming Wonder Woman movie, it does seem like they're kind of getting on the right track. Am I? Don't forget Aquaman. Aquaman was decent. Okay. All right. We can include Aquaman there too. Yeah, I think they I think they have been turning it around. Um when they stop trying to be um Marvel. <laughs> when they're trying stop trying to be the Marvel Cinematic Universe and start to go with more um kind of one-shot movies. I think that's what kind of turned it around. Exactly, when they broke the mold after Justice League and they just said let's just go with single movies that don't tie into each other. I think they were doing great. Aquaman was great. Wonder Woman was great. I love Shazam. Um, Harley Quinn, I could take or leave, but that was just my own opinion. But I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman 84. I am too. And and let's not forget, you know, the, the, the standalone Joker movie uh, last year was a huge success for them. Yep. Oh, very much so. nominated. So, hey. And you still, yeah. have to, you still have to count that too. As a comic absolutely. movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a DC movie. It's not, I think you're right. They've abandoned, although that's sort of loose ties that they have as far as a connected universe. Um, Harley Quinn mentioned Suicide Squad. We've got a new Suicide Squad coming with yep. some of the characters being played by the same actors as the, in the first Suicide Squad movie. You had Superman um, show up in Shazam, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Sort of. Sort of. Yep, yep. And of course, Wonder Woman uh, will probably have some ties. Uh, so I think they're just going to be there. They're just not going to be. I don't think we're going to see a Justice League movie anytime soon. No. No, I, I think they have to fix what they messed up. And I think the Batman movie is what they're hoping will start that. Yeah, the, uh, um, the they've Robert been releasing. One. Yeah, they've got a new Batman trilogy uh, that they're working on with uh, Todd. Is it Todd Phillips? Is that right? 
remember honestly yeah the directing he's the guy that did the uh planet Eight movies and uh i think he's i think he's in good hands uh and they've been releasing some uh images of the outfit the batmobile etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm i'm cool with everything that uh is coming out regarding the new batman movies i'm i'm excited i have to um, say i've been um, staying away from that stuff <laughs> okay I'm okay not that, not that i'm disappointed about a batman movie coming out it's because i want to go into it with a you want to go in fresh, fresh. Yeah, exactly totally. so i'm trying to stay away from any kind of spoilery stuff i see i've seen the new <laughs> batmobile and stuff but you know i'm trying to not to read anything you know i catch pictures once in a while going through the internet but for the most part i'm staying away from it and i want to go in and see it fresh so open-minded it's okay it's just batman in his car it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it's true it's batman in his, in his, batman cool in his car. car it's cool yeah. it's fine <laughs> um uh so movie I mean, wise are we... i mean they had said they've you know re, they're recasting superman for some reason um well i think that well i mean obviously uh i think they just realized that's, that they, but that's just a rumor of... though too oh is it okay yeah because henry is actually being talked about uh popping up in shazam too because i superman. love henry cavill as superman i just do he needs better scripts. Exactly. And I'll go out and say it. I Henry actually became Superman to me in Justice League. And some people are gritting their teeth on that one. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I'm not, I get it. But to see him there actually after they resurrected him and actually being the Superman you were hoping to see the whole time, the smiling guy, the guy who's the, the inspiration, the hope. And this is what he was in this movie. And I wanted to see more of that Superman. I didn't want to see more of that Zack Snyder cut, you know, crap, you know? Yeah. It was, I was done with it. Superman is not Batman. Superman should never, ever be Batman. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh my God, Wonder Woman showed up. There's actually some colors in this movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no? No, you're I mean, right. The, the color scheme of that movie was black gray brown brown gray white (laughs) overcast gray sky with the little blue in it and wonder woman yeah (laughs) that was it i'm like really this is a comic book movie y'all have y'all even sat down and watched dick tracy for a second speed Mm -hmm. racer nothing exactly (laughs) you are you are completely right you are completely right sir how do you expect your audience to feel good when you like put them in a depressed state already by all this god this movie is so heavy suicide squad was brighter with the neon colors so that's so that's the other (laughs) thing movie we've got coming out we've got a new suicide squad with james gunn which may should make a lot of people happy because Mm -hmm. of the success of that he pulled over at the mcu um and then we've also got i believe that uh there's currently in production a uh movie Right with uh, directed by Ava DuVernay, uh, with Tom King co-writing it. So New Gods is supposed to be coming as well. Oh, so, I've heard that, but I didn't know where they were in the production. Yeah, as far as um, uh, last year, they confirmed that Darkseid would be the main antagonist. Well, if it's a New so, God movie, that makes sense. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, uh, 
so so do we feel how do we feel about the the, the movies that, that dc is is that movie track is that uh looking good now are we is it where it should be is it still got so what do you is there still something else you want to see it, it's all going to depend that... upon execution mike it always depends upon the execution and if if where i think dc has really been challenged with the movies is in the scripts technically the, the movies look fine some of the choices the directors have made have been questionable but the scripts have been bloody awful and, they've, and they've been messes yeah they, they've, they've been complete messes when you can drive trucks through them and go how many people has batman killed in the past five minutes and you can't count them because it went too quick but you know they're dead because cars going through trucks would tend to kill people well and if he um, doesn't kill them he'll brand them he'll brand them to be executed in you know in prison i, yeah. I, I hope they do hold on to uh, the whole Luthor Deathstroke Black Manta building up the Legion of Doom with Cheetah, hopefully in WW84. I hope they build that up to be something for the new Justice League movie, which will eventually come down the pike. But they're going to have to probably recast Luthor because I think there's a lot of uh, bad blood on Jesse Eisenberg there. Ugh, I don't like the but, actor. But again, I look at that as part of the problem was the script. Yeah. And then. Because Superman had to be Batman, Luthor had to be Joker. And, and that's not the dynamic there. <laughs> and th- this is where they got everything so screwed up, it's not even funny. You can't treat Superman like he's Batman. He's not. He's a different character. But if it's dark and gritty, like the Christopher Nolans, people will go to it. Oy. Christopher Nolan's Batman should stand on its own yeah. or anything. Let's not just try to copy it or anything. Well, it, should... it made money. Oh, of course it did. And, but and that's where the, that's it. And that's, that's what where the, the suits. Oh, of course. And that's what the suits mm-hmm. want. And not to go back to the comics, but you know, they even just corrupted Shazam who was supposed to be this lighthearted character and such in the comics by corrupting him with the joker that the batman that laughs or whatever it is or whatever he's called um that you know he got this gave this virus to billy batson and so now supposedly uh shazam is supposed to be evil and and it's just like oh this is just ridiculous you don't keep you don't do that you don't (laughs) do that you just don't do that and that's what was what was the problem with the comics and everything you know, I thought one, I thought one of the <laughs> shining points recently, even before Justice League came out with one of the movies, was Lego Batman. I thought that was yeah. fantastic. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Best Justice League movie yet. Of course, and you know, I the loved Lego when, one. <laughs> exactly, I loved when they were you know having the party in the uh, Fortress of Solitude, and Batman wasn't invited. <laughs> I have no idea whether or not uh, the Lego movies will continue. I have not heard about that at all. So the Lego movies are amazing, and if they don't continue, I'll be very sad. Yeah, they are fun. Uh, Drew, (laughs) anything else you want to add about the movies? Are you are you okay with uh, the way DC is uh, doing the movies, or is there anything else that you? I think they're heading in the. I think they're heading in the right direction. So I'm I'm hopeful. I've been hopeful since we've seen the last few ones. So, especially I like Shazam a lot and Aquaman. So I think they're moving in the right direction. I'm very excited about Wonder Woman. Love the first one. So 
Um, hoping this and with the second one being in the eighties during the time I grew up, it'll be awesome. You know, we're talking about the comics and how they should be brighter and everything. And I'm looking at the book where I looked up, you know, editor in chief, and there's an F full page ad for deceased. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like, oh God, let's go even which, darker folks. Which which apparently is a new event comic <laughs> that doesn't look it, it probably makes Suicide Squad and Secret Six look like a walk in the park. It's just DC zombies. <laughs> it's just like what Marvel yeah. did. Like, well, didn't they do that ago. with Black with Blackest Night? I mean, eh, kind of. This is more. I think this is more like. Um, I think Deceased is more like um, uh, what Marvel did like a decade ago with Marvel yeah. zombies. So, um, mm. all right. So, so that's the movies. Uh, DC TV. Yeah, DC. Go ahead, I was just going to say DC or deceased or whatever it's called. Something that's one we're not reviewing. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll go to, we'll go to TV. Um, uh, I think uh, uh, the CW uh, just was uh, the CW Arrowverse uh, on the one hand had a great, I think uh, critical event that, uh, which was crisis on infinite nurse. Their adaptation of that, I think was a, uh, pretty much roaring success. Uh, um, and uh, now that Arrow, one of the shows that started it all, is ended, uh, I'm starting to see some fatigue when it comes to fans, at least for uh, the um, C- CW shows. Uh, I'm still watching all of them. Um, I think uh, they're decent to a degree. I think uh, I would probably say that in my mind, Black Lightning is the best written of any of the DC shows on the CW. Um, Flash is consistently cool and fun. Um, I'm not loving Batwoman yet. And uh, Supergirl has kind of lost a couple steps with me. Um, It looks like they're getting it back post-crisis. But I think, uh, and Legends is just silly, still silly fun. It's just dopey and it's just fun. Uh, that's my take on the CW shows, and we got Stargirl coming up pretty soon. Uh, Drew, what is your take on the CW? Me, I still love all the CW shows. Um, my, I have to agree with you. Black Lightning is the best written. I, I like that it has the shortened season compared to the um, other shows, and how, how it, the story stays really focused. Flash is my favorite. I love all the sci-fi stuff on there. Um, it's had some missteps last couple seasons, but it seems to be more back on track after um, the crisis event. I'm really loving what they're doing. Um, we got the Ralph story going on. We've got um, the Nash story with um, whatever's going on with Thon. Um, we got the uh, Mirror Master story going on with the female Mirror Master. So very, very interesting. The blood work storyline they had going before Crisis, that was terrible. I did not like that at all. It just didn't feel like it was going right. anywhere. It just it was just very slow moving and it was just like it didn't make any sense. No, and that and the story in the comic book was terrible. So I don't know why they tried to adapt that to the television show, but whatever. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um Supergirl. Uh, I think Supergirl's getting back on track. Having um John Cryer as Lex Luthor on there has been great. Uh, oh yeah he's yeah. a great luthor oh he's one of the best oh, i've seen so um all that time with charlie <laughs> sheen 
what would that guy do here? Oh, okay. Acting achieved, done. So, they've been making some changes from the fallout from Crisis on there too. Um, probably one, of the, probably my, the weakest one for me is probably Batwoman. Still kind of interesting, but I think it's still it's it's first season, still trying to find its footing. So yeah, it, it was interesting when they had um, her sister show up. The the copy the duplicate of her sister from Crisis from another Earth that was interesting. Yes, and uh, Legends I just love Legends because it's goofy. I never take that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I love Legends. It's it's probably my favorite just because it is so off the hook crazy <laughs> and you just have to go you cannot take this seriously it's just fun it's like how brave and the bold was in animation it is a love letter to silver age comics it's cr- and yes yeah, some stuff does get serious on occasion but still for the most part it's, it's fun. just fun i mean mm-hmm. the the addition of yeah. john constantine on the show i helped helped it a lot i think and added a different kind of character because a few seasons back so we, we had a lot of similar characters but um, we got more of a more of a um, different kind of cast now. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. And I thought it, the only thing I didn't like recently with Legends is how they handled uh, Ray Palmer leaving the show. I wasn't that impressed by that. They haven't left yet. No, but I've heard what's going to happen, and <laughs> I think it, they're just forcing him, they're forcing him out. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I'm not too thrilled about Ray leaving either, because he he brings the he brings the happiness, hope kind of stuff to the show. Uh-huh. He's such the goofy, yeah. You know, he's the, he's the nerd of the show. Maybe they're going into to borrow Dan Didio's favorite phrase, a bold new direction. Oh, you had to go, which, which frightens me. I'm kind of curious because I like I'm it. Right curious. now, <laughs> they introduced Ryan Choi during um, Crisis. Crisis. Wonder, I've been yeah. wondering: Are they planning on replacing Ray with Ryan on the show? Probably. Probably. Well, I haven't heard anything more about it? So, or just planning a seed for later. You know how yeah. that show works. It's like, oh, and that comes back two seasons later. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I for me, I've been watching Supergirl because uh, Legion, naturally. Of but course, they haven't really been using those characters much in any ways that I recognize. Um, so it's been kind of great that they're on TV, but also very frustrating at the same time. I will think, and I, you know, I don't know if you've seen post-crisis Brainy, but I think that's a vast improvement. It is. It's a vast improvement. He looks more like the character I know and love and hate at the same time um, <laughs> because he's Brainy. But, you know, if, if six Legionnaires came to that time period two seasons ago, where are the other three by now? Where, where have they been this whole time? So, you know, just the way they set it up and then the follow through has been kind of lackluster. Clunky. Yeah, clunky. Clunky. And just, it, it doesn't feel like they had a direction. I was on that other earth there and they're all dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the DC universe is built upon corpses, people. <laughs> That's a line from someone's thesis on Crisis on Infinite Earths. I forget his name, but it's not mine. It's a dude who actually wrote a whole thesis on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uplifting, isn't it? So, so Mike, uh, um, what are you watching on CW? Anything then? Um, right now. Post-crisis? Post-crisis. Um, watching Flash still. 
And I've really enjoyed that. Well, because being a longtime comic fan, I was loving, you know, Ralph. And now that they brought Sue in, finally. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, no. I know. I know. Okay, if Brad Meltzer writes an episode, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching <laughs> no, it. No, <laughs> no. And I love Brad's writing, but I'm not watching it, Brad. I don't care. You're not yeah, going that's... to do that. You are oh. not going to do that. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so what they're going to do. Oh, oh, my God. Damn, my, <laughs> damn identity crisis. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you, that I really oh, love the Sue episode. I, I like how yeah. they focus that episode mostly on Ralph, too. Well, as as they should. He doesn't get very many. Anything. They don't use him as much as they think they should. No, and you could tell they're getting ready to write Cisco off. Oh yeah, definitely. Again, you know that you know it's obvious. Especially Has he lost with, his vibe again. No, he still has the vibe. Oh, okay. Since crisis, so you talking about me? Exactly. So <laughs> I just as leave Detroit speak. Well, I. <laughs> Yo, 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 you know, the break dancing. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, doing Flash. I watched Arrow after I watched the final two episodes, which, which was a total waste, except for Diggle getting the ring. Spoilers. <laughs> I know that that was an actual audible cheer for, mm. you know, it was like a fist pump in the air. It's like, finally, you know, and so that was pretty awesome. But um, I never watched um, Batwoman yet. I do want to catch it. And I gave up on Black Lightning halfway through season two. So I'll probably go back now that we're going to have a lot of free time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lots of time to read. Exactly. And so, yeah, I'm going to be doing work. So it'll be fun. Black Lightning just finished its... uh just had its season finale yeah, so it should be hitting netflix right. tuesday oh tomorrow oh yeah. sweet should be hitting yeah probably Sorry, I, I got i gotta get frozen two out of my way first and then i'll, <laughs> I'll hit that okay so uh so real quick um so to wrap up just the cw stuff uh positive overall uh any we got star girl starting in about a month or so, so. i am so excited for that because that's earth two yeah the, the true earth two yep it looks yep. like we'll be seeing uh, I'm, the I'm very happy JSA characters on there too. That's yep. why I'm excited so. about it. I could care less about Courtney. I don't really, you know. And I don't... Jeff Johns is really uh, invested in the Star Girl series more than he's well, been in any other series that, and we know why. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah uh, okay. Yeah, about to say. Um, uh, so I think that's a positive because his run on 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 also um, Justice Society was great. Oh, of course, because he has a passion for those characters. And, you know, Stargirl is based off of his sister who passed away. Yep. So, you know, I definitely think it would be very interesting to see what, how much he puts into the TV show and everything. And I think, isn't that going to be cross? It's a re, it's going to show first on the DC yes, app? it's supposed to be, on, then, the be on the DC Universe DC. app first and then it's supposed to show on the cw the next day so if you have the dc universe app you can see it without commercials and then the next day they'll show it on the cw app which is kind of smart because mm. you're going to catch the audience that doesn't have the app mm-hmm. 
I uh, and that's a good uh, that's a good segue actually because I did want to make sure we got uh, talking about the DC app, the DC Universe app uh, a little bit because um, I think you know there was a lot of speculation that it was just going to be moved into this um, uh, HBO Now or HBO Plus or Max or whatever it's going to be called that's coming out, but um, but now the rumors are that it's not going to be so it's still going to stand on its own. Uh, I think they've had a trouble with um, some of the programming um, because they've had to cancel things like Swamp Thing. Originally, Stargirl was supposed to be just on the app, but then they needed to, to branch it out to put it on the CW sort of for cost purposes. Um, I will say that uh, recently, about a couple weeks ago, I binge watched the, fir- the, the first two seasons of Titans. And I was really leery about it as a Titans fan, but my God, once I started watching it, uh, it was amazing. Uh, the, the first season, second season, um, some of the characters, they just have spot on. And uh, I hope that show doesn't end anytime soon. I think they got, I go ahead for a third season and I'm excited because I, that's a, the thing I like show. about Titans the most, I think is the costumes. They did a great job with the costumes on that show. Yes, the costumes and some of the casting. Like um uh Hawk is perfect. Uh Donna Troy is great. Uh actually most of them are great. Uh I had a little bit of issues with uh the the guy that got to play Dick Grayson. He wasn't the guy I would have cast, but once I got used to him in the role, he was fine. He was great actually. He was doing the best that he could, I think. And he's and he's a much better Nightwing than he right. was. Right. And they cast Jason Todd great too. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit Jason Todd, a little bit Damien, right? <laughs> we, we we don't speak of Damien. <laughs> you don't. I like Damien. I, I don't. I, I'm I a Damien fan too, so I do not. Uh, uh child do you, now uh <laughs> Darren and Mike, do you guys you guys do you guys have the DC Universe app? Is it no, all? not at all. No, I don't have it yet. Do you feel like you're missing something or is it just something that eh, it's okay? I well, don't. Yes. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was. I was going to say, I did feel like I was missing something, but they just put out Doom Patrol season one on Blu-ray, and uh, you can get it for ten dollars actually at Best oh, Buy wow. this week. Do that is a great so, series. That's next on my list. Yeah, Doom Patrol. If you read the Grant Morrison <laughs> series, this is right out of it. And if you did read the Grant Morrison series, I want to know what you were on. Well, I can't tell you that on not on the podcast, at least. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so um, I haven't heard of any other major new uh, things for uh, being developed for the DC Universe app. I think they've had some success with the Harley Quinn cartoon. Um, uh, I haven't yet watched the new season of Young Justice. Uh, there's a lot to watch. I do like the fact that the DC Universe movies that they put out, the animated movies, uh, are going to be available, um, I think, within a certain frame time frame. They're going to be available on the app as well. So that's great because uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines was really good. I'm looking forward to this upcoming um, uh, adaptation of Red Sun as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Red Sun just looks stunning. I love the graphic novel of it mm. it was just it's such a great read that's like a, almost like a yearly read for me that's how much i like it and that's mm. one for those people who don't have the app that's going to be available on blu-ray dvd whatever like i think next month so 
so I think I've I've always uh, enjoyed the, what DC's been doing with their animation stuff. So um, so uh, I guess that uh, just leaves us with um, I mean, there's some other things too. I mean, the toy line they recently rebranded themselves back as DC Direct. Uh, Todd McFarlane. Uh, McFarlane Toys now has the DC license, so they're producing stuff. Uh, so from what I've seen, it's pretty good. I'm not really in the toy game. Uh, I see pictures of them and I go, those look great. And then I move on. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys have anything uh, to say about the toy line or the video games or anything like that. Because mm. I don't even know if there's anything going on with the video games because the Arkham series is over, I think, as is Injustice. And those were the two big DC games for a while, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that they're looking at putting out a new a new Batman game for Xbox and PlayStation 5. Is that based on anything? Is that based on the new... I don't know any details of it yet. Gotcha. I've, seen, I've seen some uh, some initial artwork, and it looks beautiful. But they were also supposed to be, from the people who were doing Arkham, they were supposed to be doing a Superman game also. Yeah. So, so, but that I haven't heard anything from that within the last six months. So yeah, I could see that being difficult to do. It just seems like, like for a while, DC was was doing a lot of great things uh, in a lot of different way, a lot of different markets, a lot of different mediums. Um, it looks like they're going through a little bit of restructuring, and that could be because of the AT and T uh, restructuring as well. Um, but it looks like I think things look positive for DC going forward overall. I'm pretty happy with a lot of the content that they're giving us right now. Um, and I just want more of it. Um, how do you feel, Drew? How do you feel about DC right now overall? overall? Um, I'm liking DC overall. Of course, I talk about it every week. <laughs> <laughs> i i would i would hope so because if you don't that's going to make your podcast really difficult to produce i mean there's some comics i love to read more than others but uh we we try to cover a lot of the main bases we we review the superman titles the batman titles wonder woman so we get we get the trinity um uh, we're doing um legion of superheroes right now um shazam not the not the one that's infected with Jeff John's run. <laughs> um, what else are we doing? Oh, we were doing a lot of the wonder comics, um, Dal H for mm. hero, uh, the wonder twins. That was a great series though. Both of those just ended. Um, Naomi, we are following her. So we, we, we're trying to keep up with a lot of stuff, but then there's some stuff we're just not interested in. <laughs> like the, DC Ceased and um, some other stuff. We can't cover everything. Uh, Batman White sure, Knight, sure, sure. Ser- both of those miniseries were great. Uh, we just started on Strange Adventures by Tom King, who did the uh, Mr. Miracle miniseries. That seems like it's going to be pretty good. So, And then, of course, we talk about all the CW shows, and when the movies come out, we try to review them. So we, we try to cover all that stuff. and there's good stuff for uh it looks like there's a lot of good stuff for you guys to review on the horizon yeah uh darren what about you what uh where are you at as far as dc goes uh things on an up 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 swing for you guys for you or overall um it's in the middle uh I, i i do see that they have some stuff out there that is really good right now which is a refreshing thing from what it's been 
I, I'm concerned that without someone at the helm that's actually in charge, you're going to get a rudderless mess eventually. And then when someone does try to take charge, you're going to get a bunch of craziness, like different mass world-ending events all at the same time. Uh, I, I, I just always thought DC, because it has so much continuity, even if it is rebooted every once in a while, the fans don't forget it. And if you if you don't have someone to manage all of that, you're going to wind up with what Marvel did in the 90s, which is when North Star died three times in three different books in two months. And and that kind of corralling of your 100-plus characters is kind of insane. Do you know what I mean? Where it seems like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing, and so none of it makes any sense, so why bother? And I know that they, they have said they're throwing continuity away to, to tell great stories, and that's fine, but you need to be explicit about that. Make it an Elseworlds tale like they used to do in the 90s. Make it something that is, does not affect the current continuity of your everyday monthly Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman comics and put it over to the side. And that's fine. We've all enjoyed those stories, and there's nothing wrong with those stories, and they're, they have a great place in our, our histories, our personal canons. But to to just be flailing about, you know, with like nine Batman titles and every other character shows up once a month, it, it's very uneven. I know Batman sells, and rightfully so. He's a great character. But eventually people are going to get bored with the same note in every book. Uh, and I think turning characters who are not like Batman into Batman-esque characters is where they've really made their biggest mistake over the over the past 10 years or so. so and then, of course, the constant reboots. So I mean, Magic 8-Ball says... Sorry. Uh, Outlook uncertain. <laughs> Ask again later. <laughs> Ask again I later. Actually have, uh, <laughs> I actually have a Batman Magic 8-Ball. 8-Ball? Yeah. Do you now? <laughs> What does it say? Dial one nine hundred for the answer. All all the answers say all the answers say because I'm Batman. Because I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Damn straight. That's the way it should be. All right, Mike. uh, Oh, sorry, Dan. Go ahead. No, it's it's just one of those things where I'm of two minds. But I'm a fan of DC. I want them to succeed. I want them to do well. And it just hurts me as a fan when they seem to not have any direction at all. I'm horrified if they go forward with this five G. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Um, it, well, it sounds they like, did say they walked those plans back, right? I yeah, I think they. I think that's why Dan was removed before any of that really just got out. So, but <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Mike, what about you? Overall, what do you uh, overall what do you think about DC? DC has always been overall my company of comics. You know, I love to love the Marvel stuff over the years, but DC, you know, they had the Legion, they had the Justice League, they had the, you know, the God, more godlike superheroes, like Superman and such. And I always just thought it was like you had these powerful characters and it's it was like, you know, Superman is one of the most recognizable, you know, logos out there and around the world. You know, and it's just it's just amazing that they haven't been able to do something proper with it. And, you know, movie wise or such, you know, I thought, you know, they've had a couple starts, but the movies, you know, they tried Marvel did it better. And 
DC was trying to emulate them with the shared universe and it just wasn't working right. And I don't know what did it. And we've talked about that multiple times on different shows on this one. And, you know, we could keep on going with that, but we're not going to. It's, you know, I'm looking forward to what's coming in the movies. I'm looking forward to the new Wonder Woman movie. I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad. I'm looking forward to Shazam 2. I'm looking forward to Black Adam. I've been seeing all these pictures of The Rock training for it. And, you know, it's going to be awesome to see. And the new Batman movie. You know, I'm just curious to see what's doing and everything. So let's have fun with this. Let's see where this all goes. So I'm very curious with that. But at the same time, I'm very cautious, you know, because I think the comics are in a lot of trouble right now. I really do. And I'm hoping someone writes the ship, but I'm I'm not going to go out and spend 40 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month on some of my favorite titles just because, you know, I don't think they're heading somewhere and I don't think they have any meaning or anything other than the two I buy. I have no interest in buying all these dark titles, the heavy metal Batman series, or I don't, you know, or two zillion justice league titles, or, you know, I'm impressed that they, some of these specials they've done with Batman and now uh, wonder woman and now the flash that I'm very happy to see that they did, you know, for their anniversaries. And, you know, again, they're bringing back legacy. I'll probably pick up if they start a Justice Society comic, because those are my characters. At least I'll start. You know, if they kill the characters and like they did with Earth 2 in the New 52, I dropped that like a penny because those were not my characters. They had the same names, but those were not my characters. And that's what DC has to remember. That's my opinion. It has to remember. Make Mike Faber happy. Damn straight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's all they've got to do. So whoever, yeah, the new guys are, you know, as they as they restructure, as they go ahead, just uh, keep Mike Faber happy, and all will be well. Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, like you guys, uh, I mean, DC. I am a DC fanboy. I always have been. Yes, I like Marvel. I'm not a I'm not a hater on Marvel at all by any means, but DC is, is the one that means most to me. And I hate to see them struggle as well. It just, it's really frustrating. Um, but I do feel like they are, um, they, they, there's hope for the future, uh, as far as uh, everything DC goes. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the next, uh, year or so, uh, how it's, how it all comes out. So, well, very cool. Well, thanks guys. We appreciate this, uh, confab, um, as we're all sequestered. And uh, we will be right back uh, to after this message, and we're going to close it off the show. Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about some fun activities to keep you busy when you're stuck inside. 
Now, for the moment, a lot of us are stuck inside, not sure what to make of ourselves, so here are a few ideas to help you spend your time. First off, catch up on those TV shows you've been meaning to watch. Now, don't spend the entire 12 hours on the couch watching them. Still get up and walk around, drink some water, you know, get a little exercise, but this is the time to marathon that show you've been meaning to check out. Catch up on your reading. We all have that one book we've been putting off or that giant stack of comics from Wednesday that we just haven't read yet. So set a time to read those and cull that pile a little bit so you can, you know, catch up on some of your favorite stories. Downloading games like Magic Arena or other free PvP games to play with someone else is also a good idea. You're still getting some interaction. And if you decide to, you can also set up a chat on Skype or Discord to sit there and kind of have a mini hangout while you guys play. I would also consider checking out some different board games if there's more than one of you in the house and play some board games. Also, check on your extroverted friends who are generally always out and having and are now having to stay in, but use this time to also get stuff done for yourself and make the best out of the time so, you know, it's pretty awesome instead of not so awesome. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Everyone these days could use a little support. And your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. that's going to wrap up another episode of the earth station one podcast let's thank our guests for being here of course drew thank you so so much well thank you for having me on i love talking dc stuff as you know really i'm shocked on that one man i really am shocked (laughs) thanks for talking about on your day off i know (laughs) so anything you're going to shout out about sir of course i'm going to shout out about the earth station dcu podcast if you wanted to talk or listen about anything about dc we talk about comics dc news and of course the cw shows and any dc movies or anything that's out you can follow us on there that is awesome sir and you find it of course either through the eso network webpage or through drew you have a webpage too uh yes what is it it's um you're gonna make me think We just don't have you just talk about DC Comics. We help you promote your DC Comics. Yes. I can't think of what the link is off the top of my head, but if you Google Earth Station DC, you'll find us. Exactly. We'll have links in the show notes for it, so you guys yeah, can exactly. just click on that. You don't need to know that kind of stuff. Yeah, Mike will do it. Give it to Mike. He'll do everything. And, of course, Darren. Thank you, my friend. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Anytime I can brighten up the station, you just let me know. Oh, you put a little <laughs> sparkle on everything, sir. I do. Glitter is just sand that went to disco, after all. <laughs> Anything you want to shout out about? Um, Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com. Come over and hear the new Legion-y goodness. Yay. So I heard the comic is being delayed a little bit, though. 
Um, well, they had some weird shipping with it. I think it might be art related. Gotcha. They've, had, they've had some fill-in stuff going on, um, but not major. It's nothing like Doomsday Clock, dear Lord. That thing took two and a half years to come out for 12 issues. So, exactly. I mean, we're getting another issue March 25th, I believe. So, like, next week. Oh, I'll have cool. something to read in the midst of my uh, quarantining here in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> exactly. And hopefully Superboy finally gets to finish that um, video they've been talking about for five issues now. Oh, I don't think he's going to get to finish it ever. <laughs> I think that's how that's going to work. I'm like, no, no, they're in the middle of a battle. Next, next issue is battle time. Mm-hmm, yep. Exactly. It's going to be that, or it's going to be the start becoming the running joke. You know, the oh, who totally. killed yeah. yeah. Hey, you should really finish that. Yeah, I'll get to it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I can totally see that happening. <laughs> Never know. And of course, Mr. Mike. As always, it's my pleasure. What are you going to shout about tonight, sir? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, you know, for uh, months on the con report, we were talking about uh, MarsCon and how uh, the Flapcast's own Cornflake was performing there. Well, in case you didn't get a chance to hear her perform at MarsCon or uh, and you may not be able to perform water aerobics with her, uh, you can actually listen to her. The, the new album by Cornflake and Jacob is now available. Uh, it's nine tracks and it's on CD baby. I will uh, post a link in the show notes. So uh, check it out. It's all, um, uh, I think, uh, I think one of them might've been recorded live at MarsCon. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, um, it, you know, if you know Cornflake, uh, you're not gonna be surprised by the subject matter. Lots of talk about lots of songs about lobsters, um and tony danza as well so uh so check that out at cdbaby.com uh, and then uh just google cornflake uh or it, that's cornflake with a k uh cornflake and jacob and uh you should find it like i said i'm going to uh, put a link in the show notes as well awesome i can't wait to hear it i'm very curious on this one me too i i've, I've never heard her sing so she's got a great uh podcasting voice so i'm oh, of course I, I imagine her singing voice would be pretty nice too should be really awesome. Uh, my shout out real quick. I wanted to give a quick shout out to the fine folks up at Biltmore. We this past weekend went up to Biltmore house up in Asheville, North Carolina. And if you haven't been there, folks, it is literally like going to Downton Abbey. It is so opulent. It is huge. You do, you could do a walking tour of the, the house And it was owned by the Vanderbilts back in, I think, from the late 1800s on. And it has been open to the general public, I think, since the late 1920s. And it's just an amazing, amazing place to go. And, you know, we went just this last weekend, but it also was, you know, it's open year round and they do like for Christmas they do up the house with all these lights and the tr- the huge trees. These trees are at least almost 20 feet tall. And it's just amazing to see. I've seen pictures. I've never seen that person. But we went back this last week for just not the tour. And Mike and his uh, partner, Michelle, were with us. And we just it was their first time going to the house. And it was just spectacular to see their reactions to do i think mike wasn't expecting so much walking though that was the part of the problem oh man that tour is like two hours long (laughs) 
Two hours long. And yeah, two hours. hours and it's, it's, it means great. It's fascinating. <laughs> um, I think it's something people should check out. It's gorgeous. And um, it's not like super opulent in your face, like, hey, look how rich we are. But it's still um, a product of its time. And it's just, like I said, really gorgeous. And the perfect setting to see a Downton Abbey. Well, exactly. And that's where... I was going with this. They actually had a Downton Abbey exhibit there. It's a traveling exhibit. I think the last place it was was New York, and I don't know where it's going next. It was scheduled to be at Biltmore till April 7th, but we found out while we were at Biltmore that they actually were closing the place down as of tomorrow, Tuesday, and they're closing it till at least the end of the month. And so the exhibit probably is going to be closed. So it's pretty much done. And it was, if you're any kind of fan of Downton Abbey and this comes to your city or come anywhere close to where you get a chance to be able to see it, it is worth it to see. Uh, at first I was a little iffy because they just had like props and letters and, you know, a little bit about the characters and everything. But then you go around the corner and you walk into the kitchen from Downton Abbey and it feels like you were there. It was amazing. And they have a couple of the different sets. I'm not going to give it away or spoil anything. It is see our pictures. Exactly. See our pictures. <laughs> you know, go to my Facebook page. We have, I posted the pictures. I tagged Mike Gordon and definitely check it out. It is just amazing. And I did panoramic shots so you get the whole room. So it is. It feels like they put you right in the middle of being on the show, and bravo for that. It was just. It was just awesome. And Asheville is just an awesome town, anyway. So if you ever get a chance to go, I definitely highly recommend it. With speaking of recommending it, let's talk about next week's show. We've had to make some changes, but we're still rolling with the punches here on Earth Station One. And we are going to be talking about the films of 1980. It should be a lot of fun to do that. And we definitely would love to hear you guys. What are your thoughts on it? We want to hear your favorite thoughts on what the movies of 1980 meant to you. Not the decade, but just the year. Should be very interesting to see. Write us at EarthStation1 at ESONetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. With that being said, on behalf of myself, Mr. Mike Gordon, Darren, and Drew, we will see you here next time on the EarthStation1 podcast. Be safe. Talk to you later. Peace. And we're done. Woohoo! You've been listening to the EarthStation 1 podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. EarthStation 1 is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at EarthStation1 at ESONetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the EarthStation1 podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. 
Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.